Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Talks with Cheese. I'm your host, Cheese, and my guest here with me is Tyler Bogenwright. Tyler, how are you doing? I'm doing well, Cheese. How are you? I'm doing really good. So Tyler here is one of the event organizers for the Sweet Sassy Golf Classic outing. I've known Tyler for a couple years now, thanks to a Purdue tailgate boiler up. Boiler and, up. Um, Tyler, thanks for coming on, man. You bet. I'm excited to be here to talk about Sweet Sassy with you. Mm-hmm. And then, so for those of you who don't know, uh, Sweet Sassy just happened this past Saturday. And then before the event, um, the last time I saw Tyler was actually the day we met. Yeah. Tyler, how crazy is that? I know. It was crazy. My 30th birthday at a Purdue tailgate. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it was really fun. Yeah. I had a great time. Yeah. yeah. And then I can't believe that was like the first time meeting like you and your family, the Vogan rights. Because I know the Millers in the past, obviously. Yep. The Broyettes. Yeah. And obviously the Craigs since they're like second family. But Vogan rights, after right. I said that, after that day, I said to Shelly, man, these are my new buddies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Because I'd heard of you, right? And I'd seen you on Facebook and that type of stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I, but I'd never met the famous cheese. And yeah. I finally got to it was great yeah yeah and then here we are doing the podcast yeah yeah because when you said you signed up for sweet sassy i was like awesome i'm excited to have him there yeah exactly and i can't wait to talk more about that in depth um well before we get to know a little about you before we talk about sweet and sassy in depth can you give the audience a little brief summary of what sweet sassy is yeah so sweet sassy is um it's a golf outing that we organized um with a group of some of uh scott bibler's best friends um to basically honor him um, and to raise money for good causes. So um, this is, we just finished year eight, but initially we set out to raise money to contribute to his uh, scholarship fund at the Kosciuszko County Community Foundation. And once we funded that scholarship fully, we decided we need to do something more community-minded with the money. So uh, we set up a program at Tippecanoe Valley Schools called Bibbs Billfold, which uh, basically gives that money back to the community. Mm-hmm. And we can get into that as we get into the kind of the timeline of the outing. Exactly, exactly. So very good job on, you know, uh, the description of what Sweet Sassy is. And Tyler, before, like, you know, we talk more about that one, I like to get to know, like, how did you and your family start becoming close with Scott and his family? You bet. So um, my family and the Bibblers and the Millers and the Broyettes, um who are the key organizers, plus then the add in the Burkharts, Dwayne and Angie. Um, They're the main committee for Sweet Sassy. But as far as getting close with the Bibblers, um, my mom and Scott graduated from Tipkinu Valley in class of 1982 together. And then Steph and Beth Miller graduated in the class of 83. So they have all been close for a very long time. And uh, just we just grew up together with them. Um, started going on spring breaks with their family and then i mean holiday parties and cookouts and just i mean just spent so much time with those families um and to this day still do um meet probably it's very rare if we go more than a couple months without seeing each other yeah so it's a really close bond yeah and um obviously you went to tupinu valley high school right i did yeah graduated in 2010 and then how was it going how was like valley for you and then how was like you know growing up with the valley community and then having you know scott bibbler as your counselor yeah so it was uh it was unique obviously valley was great i really enjoyed my time there i don't know that i fully appreciated the how great valley was while i was there right because school is school when you're in there but um it was very unique being as close to Scott as I was when I was in high school. Cause it was always like, you had to be careful because you didn't want to do something bad because you knew he would had no problem, like just going straight to your parents. Right. So, um, 
yeah, it was unique. But then also sometimes you know you got to uh, you got to hear the backstories on some of the goose, the juicy gossip, right? From from the administrator, the Scott perspective, he would give you you know some inside details. Right. So, um, so yeah, it was good. Um, he'd sometimes let you get away with a little more than he would other students too. I remember uh, one time when they were doing random drug testing, he let me skip the line because I was ready. Like we had to go out to the trailer to pee. I like walked in and I was like, Coach Bibler, like I gotta go right now. Like can I get can I go? And he's like, Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Go. And there's like 20 kids in line. And they're like, What the heck? We've been waiting forever. And he's like, No, you can go. So. That was awesome. That's one of my favorite memories of high school with him. What a guy, huh? Yeah. And then uh, speaking of, to follow that, did you play any sports in high school? I did not. No sports. Um, basically more like in clubs and stuff, student government, FFA, that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I know you obviously you, you majored in, uh, you went to Purdue after high school, Boiler Up once again. What yeah, did you major up. in? Uh, I majored in Ag Education and Ag Econ. Mm-hmm. And then how was your time at Purdue? I loved it. Boiler Up. I mean, it's the greatest place ever. Um, I love my four years there. Wouldn't trade it for the world. And then what'd you end up doing after Purdue? So after Purdue, um, I taught high school ag for a little bit. And then now I work for an orthopedic company here in Warsaw. Mm-hmm. And then is it, I mean, what do you exactly do within the orthopedic company? So I'm a project manager. Um, I work for a company that we design and build like orthopedic marketing tools. So like bone models and dentures and stuff like that. Um, and so I'm like a product project manager, basically. I meet with customers and figure out what they want and then start the project to keep it flowing that's a that crazy that's a crazy uh transition going from the teacher to a project manager huh yeah yeah very crazy but mm-hmm. i like it well we're really glad to hear uh, you know a little background about you and then how your family is you know is close with the bibblers right yeah so you know let's keep on talking about the about sweet and sassy okay so tyler can you tell me how whose idea was it to create the sweet and sassy yeah so obviously um that october was uh very tragic for um, our family and obviously for the Bibler family and for probably thousands of people who the um, Scott had touched over the years that he'd involved with Valley and just throughout his life. But um, when I guess the dust settled and, you know, you kind of have to get back to life, Steph knew she wanted to have a scholarship to give in Scott's honor. Um, and to have a scholarship through the Community Foundation, you have to have at least $25,000 endowed. So, um, And for every $25,000 you have endowed, you can give away a $1,000 scholarship every year. And so after the initial round of his memorials and stuff like that, there was, um, there was over $25,000. So there was one scholarship funded and we were close to two. And so it was more basically Steph's idea of let's put on a golf outing to raise money for this scholarship fund. Um, and that was in 2016, we decided that we were going to do this. And so my family and the family, the Burkharts and the Millers and the Broyettes, basically she said we should put on a golf outing and we were like, let's do it. Like how, how hard could it be? Right. None of us other than Dwayne Burkhart and Chad Broyette had, and my dad really were like, knew what a golf outing was right or what it takes to run one but we were like all in let's do it we'll figure this out it's not that big of a deal and yeah so we did that um in 2016 our initial goal was to raise i think it was six thousand dollars and that would fund the second scholarship for scott so that would get it up to fifty thousand and uh in that first year in 2016 we raised over nineteen thousand dollars from sweet sassy so you talk about like blown away like here's our goal and here's what we did and so that's sort of how the 
ball got rolling. Steph was just kind of like, let's do this. And the whole committee, um, were like, all right, let's do it. Yeah. So, and then, um, how many teams was there in the first year? And the first year, there were 42 teams. Wow. And then I know we're talking about this later, but nowadays it's 64. Yeah. Crazy how it's evolved. Uh-huh. But anyways, back to the start of it, was there any challenges to it becoming an actual uh, outing? Like, what were the challenges? Yeah. Um, yeah. I think like the biggest challenges we had to do was like figure out, okay, how do you sign up for a golf outing? You know, how do you manage this? How do you put together these teams? Um what opportunities are there for like sponsorships and like are there prizes we have to figure out or give away and like how does it all work and so we leaned on chad and Dwayne quite a bit to like give us input on some of the outings that they've played in and you know what are the best things to do and that's kind of what we did we had to build a website we had to figure out how to take like paypal and venmo well venmo came later but like credit cards and stuff like that you know um had to set up a bank account and go through all that. Then after, um, later on, we had to create like a 501c3 or whatever it is, you know, a charitable organization so people can actually like give charitable donations to us. So it was like kind of a learning curve, but pretty simple um, when we were in the thick of it, right? It didn't seem that bad while we were doing it. But when you look back at it, you're like, wow, we, we got a lot done. Yeah. And I bet like every year you like learn from one thing to the better. Like how could we do like, you know, this better? Can you go more in depth about that? Yeah. So obviously every year you learn um, like what went well, what didn't go well, you know, stuff like that. Or you find other ideas or even the, you know, the teams that play are like, hey, you know, I saw this at an outing and we really enjoy doing this. Or, you know, I think for, for example, we used to give away, um, just like one prize for like longest drive or whatever. Well, then we started, we added a ladies division. So now we can give away, you know, more lady oriented prizes for the longest drive and that type of stuff. So it just simple improvements have helped along the way. Um, and then obviously technology has advanced so much because when we first started, like Venmo was not a thing, right? Apple Pay was not a thing <laughs> then. But now it's like so much easier to like process money and do that type of thing. It's and sign up online and do it's like all managed through a computer system. So Yeah. Yeah. So less headaches, huh? Yeah. Along the way. Yeah. So, um, Tyler, what is your exact role within organizing the Sweet and Sassy? Because I remember when I had Meredith Boyer on my podcast, which was like episode fourteen, she told me that, you know, the committee has like a monthly meeting just to lead up to this one single day. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we do. We meet monthly, usually start in. um, Well, we actually start actually have like a true productive meeting, probably February, March time. Now, the committee gets together probably all year round just because we're all close friends. And so we do whatever. But we actually have sit down meetings at Steph's house, um, usually on a weekday evening. And we go through the different things. But as far as my role, um, I do. I help with membership and sign up like do that type of stuff but i also do like all the um online money processing so that's why obviously why i talked to or mentioned that earlier but yeah i like i manage our paypal account and our venmo and our square slider and that type of thing um and so that's what i that's i guess my role um and then provide feedback when asked (laughs) right right and then like how do you feel about just you know contributing to such a great iconic event that people like love to like look forward to this date of year yeah it's awesome honestly it, it blows my mind every year that the people um the amount of people that show up and want to play in this thing and it like it seems like it gets it seems like it gets better every year and bigger um 
it's just un- yeah it's unbelievable the support that we get through it and even after eight years it's like people are like diehard dedicated to it every year and then uh can you explain what goes throughout throughout the day for someone that may not know what goes on throughout the whole day as being sassy yeah absolutely so um basically we run two flights so basically a morning session and an afternoon session um this year we had 32 teams in the morning and 32 teams in the afternoon and at um so we start registration about 7 a.m. We try to get, the committee tries to get to Rosella um, at like 6.30, 6.45. So it's still dark out and we're trying to get everything set up, whatever, because people start rolling in before seven o'clock. They are pumped, ready to play. Um, so we do registration until about 7.50. Um, and then about 7.50-ish, we try to start rallying people, like getting them in their carts, getting them set up. And then um, usually Jeff Johnson, who owns Rosella, has some words to say about the course and about how to play and you know, just kind of gives a spiel on that and him and scott were they knew each other because scott golfed rosella quite a bit so um he always has something nice to say about scott as well um and then chad Broyette, who's kind of our he's our fearless leader here the ceo of sweet sassy if you will um he kind of gives the rules of the day and how we're playing and how all the different things work um and then about eight o'clock one of the coolest things to ever watch from the drone and if you see get on our facebook page there's a couple videos of like the send-off and that's all of those so it'd be 64 carts all leaving right there the clubhouse of rosella scattering across the course and it's so cool so takes about four to four and a half hours to play a round of golf um especially with that many people so once those guys start finishing up um it's usually around noon twelve thirty ish um the morning session's done or they're trying to finish up and in the meantime we've started lunch which we have the um pig in a pin tenderloin truck there every year which is actually ran by steph's um now niece but her nieces and nephews kind of manage that business and so they give tenderloins we start tenderloins before that and do like a lunch session from 11 to 2 ish um and so lunch is going on and then the morning people finish in and that's always like a rat race because you're trying to get those carts flipped back around get everything cleaned up you know get the beer cans out and that stuff um and the the rosy staff always wants to like blow them off and get all the grass off of them and we're just like we don't have time like let's just line them up um so get them back lined up and then about 12 ish noon we start registering for the afternoon and then by one o'clock we do the same spiel jeff and gets back on the microphone, gives his talk. Um, Chad gets back in, explains the rules, what we're doing. Um, and then about one o'clock, we have another one of those huge send-offs, um, which new this year, we played the national anthem right at the beginning of the send-off, which I thought was very cool. Um, we'll definitely keep doing that. I'm not sure why we hadn't done that in the past, but um, so yeah, they do another send-off for the afternoon round. Um, and then like, again, takes four and a half, hours usually the afternoon round takes a lot longer because uh guys are a little more pumped up they they tend to drink a little bit more so it takes longer um and then they finish up around six ish usually six thirty ish and then we have a a little celebratory dinner with the taco bar fajita bar whatever we got going on with alfaro there and then do some awards and that's the day mm-hmm. and then well Good job explaining that, because, you know, this year was my first year of participating in the Sweden Sassy, and man, Tyler, it was a heck of a time, you know? Yeah. It really was. And I, you know what's the best, so I'm going to tell you what's my best part, I'm going to ask you what's your favorite part. Yeah. I think the best part, and then from the previous years of, you know, hearing what people had to say about Sweden Sassy, 
um, they said their favorite part was it's like a big family reunion, and I will attest to that. I think that that was my favorite part, just seeing a lot of familiar faces that I have not seen in years, and it felt good to reconnect. And even the people that are not from the Valley area that golf in the Sweden Sassy, they said, man, it feels like a, a good environment. Yeah. So what's your favorite part, Tyler? Yeah. So um, I would say, yeah, the camaraderie, the the people um, is my favorite part. I think I, you know, as the committee members, I'm not a golfer. I'm, I'm terrible. That's why I didn't play sports in high school. I have about as much athletic ability as this microphone. So um, <laughs> I don't play golf. So I get to watch, like kind of see from the sidelines of the golf outing. And it's like so cool to see all those Valley people and non-Valley people, like you said, just come together for that day. And it's, you know, yeah, you're there to celebrate Scott too, but you're also there to, you know, hang out with your friends and to see people you haven't seen or this may be the only time that you see them all year long, but everybody's there for, to have a good time. They want to play some golf, you know, and just celebrate, but also give back to the Valley community, which I think everybody who plays in it knows like that's the goal. Um, and I hope that as a committee, that's the the aspect we're trying to push is that that's what we're doing is we're honoring Scott, but we're also trying to give back to the Valley community. Right. Exactly. Tyler. And then like, you know, I'm going to be honest, you know, but okay, I'm going to, I got to say this. Thank God that the sweet sassy golf outing is a 14 scramble. Cause if it was individual, Oh my God. Cause I gotta admit, I, I'll be, I won't lie. Like I didn't do the, I didn't shoot the best, but thankfully for my team, it was good. And then like you said, no matter like what, how you shoot, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, it does go for a good cause and we're honoring Scott. It's so cool too, because there are teams, um, specifically there are some of Scott's cousins from Pennsylvania that drive out every year and every year they win the like, the worst score it's because we give a prize for the worst score and they are like uh, probably of the eight years they've probably won it seven years in a row or so so there are people that are there that don't care about the golf score but then there are some others that are like cutthroat serious and they've they are showing up to win and they're not letting this guy they're not bringing him back next year because he did not play well and we're going to get another ringer in here you've seen it throughout the years yeah absolutely of teams that are just like they are dead set serious on winning this. And so. I want to ask you about this, speaking yeah. of, right, yeah. about, you know, trying to get the best score, right, or lowest yeah. score per se. Um, I bet you guys see a lot of money in the Mulligans itself, huh? Yeah, Mulligans are a great fundraiser. I always joke, like, it's a charity event, right? <laughs> this is a pay-to-play event. So yeah. if you want to take another shot, just fork over a little money and we'll let you do it, right? Hey, no complaints, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. We'll take it. I can safely say to you, Tyler, we, our team did not use no Mulligans. So I was like, yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, you should have used like 15 more, right? No, yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, man. And then not only where it's about, you know, seeing familiar faces, but you, this means more memories with your family and then your second family with like the, uh, like you said, the Briots, Millers, Burkharts. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I guess to talk about kind of the committee, we've added a, uh, a whole nother generation in the eight years we've been doing this of like my nieces and nephews and both Chelsea and Megan now have kids. And so it's like, there's a whole nother group of sweet sassy kids that are around um that come every year and they hang out and it's just it's so cool and there are so many like community members that just come out to hang out um people that know steph very well um that are just you know community members that show up to they come out to have a tenderloin for lunch and just see what's going on they buy some merch that type of stuff to still show their support yeah and i was gonna and i said this to meredith for sure on our episode together i i'll say like was makes the sweet sassy stand out 
for those that don't that haven't really gone it's the merchandise itself and she's and then meredith says that beth miller does a good job on you know designing the stuff absolutely yeah beth that's her like deal her special project she always like it's always a to do to pick out like what our colors are going to be like i have this green one on and i don't i think it was from 2019 was the color but we always pick colors and then you have to pick like the brand of t-shirt and what if we're going to make any changes to the logos and like what type of merch are we going to offer and you know that type of stuff is huge and beth manages all that that's like her role and yeah she does a great job she kills it every year yeah and then like even before like i participated actually this year i've always like um was in my mind like the previous years okay what's this year's color gonna be like you know what i'm saying but the cool thing is that the logos is always the same yeah yeah we just yeah it's always like this layout here and then we always just make a slight modification occasionally like to the font or something but nothing major it's always been like this originally so Mm -hmm. and then like uh from like i said since this was like first time uh, competing in it um i saw my friend sam wearing the speed and sassy i was like dang it i gotta get one for next year you know yeah like i learn as i go yeah yeah so yeah we have um so we sell pre-sell merch um through our website and obviously watch our facebook page but yeah the merch is always a big deal um the other big deal too that we try to give away is the golfers all get a prize so like this year we gave away shot glasses with the sweet sassy emblem on them and stuff like that we've given away koozies and towels and bags and you know different things and then every year they all the players get a shirt too with sign up or with registration and then we sell extra shirts long sleeve tees sometimes sweatshirts sometimes like rain jackets that type of thing it's all but like it's all about that good uh brand exposure huh yeah absolutely brand exposure is so cool like i'll be walking through the grocery store or whatever and i'll see a sweet sassy t-shirt and then i'll be like wait i don't know you but you've got a sweet sassy shirt on. So you had to have played, right? So it's like another sense of community. Like, I don't know you, but we're connected. Like commonality, huh? Yeah. And then since you're like the team, you're charged up signups, right? Tell me from like year one to year eight, how like, you know, crazy the website is, you know, when it comes to signups. Yeah. So it's me and actually Leslie Broyette has kind of taken over um, managing the website and doing like watching the actual like signups come in and stuff. But the first year, the 42 teams it was like wow okay this was this was good but it took a while i think we were it took us till we were still signing up teams to maybe a couple days before the outing and now we open our um we open signups on july 1st and usually by like july 6th 7th we're basically full or really close to shutting it down because we're going to be full um the problem that we run into is obviously space and putting teams on, but the other is the number of carts that um, Rosella has. So that limits the number of teams we can let play. But um, yeah, there were, and this year we weren't quite there, but the year before, I believe when, yeah, 2022, we probably could have had, we probably could have had 70 teams, which is, which is it'd be unbelievable. It would, yeah it would almost make it to the point where the golf game would not be fun. Like the camaraderie and the being there would be, but then it would be very hard to golf with that many people. But there were that many teams that wanted to sign up and couldn't. But so you're saying like 64 is like the good, you know, max. Yeah. yeah. For 60, each year. 64 is probably max. I don't know. We may, we always say that. And then we always seem to find a way to sneak in a couple more, but yeah yeah in the past obviously i've heard like you know advice from my friends saying like geez you know sign up right away or you know because that stuff gets like you know you know taken already yeah and then um good thing i signed right when i could and then right when i signed up there like all the morning sessions were all taken really 
yeah so yeah like it says it, it sells out quickly um there are there are people that i know that have um notifications on their phone already for july 1 of next year so they know that they get in because they want their spot mm-hmm. and then please uh clarify this with me um is it true that whoever participated the year before did, don't uh do those people get like seniority bids yes so yeah the the team captains from this year from 2023 will get an email for 2024 signups right and that gives them access to get signed up mm-hmm. yeah. cool it's crazy huh and then yeah, and ma- majority of those groups like you know take yep i'm in yeah yeah and so the other part of it too that's so crazy and maybe stuff that we don't talk about as much because the it's like the golfing is what they're there for but are the whole sponsors um and i didn't I don't have the figures for this year, but I know in the past we've had like close, I think we were at like 70, almost 75 whole sponsors this year, which are just their families, their businesses, their people that are literally just donating to sponsor a whole. And it's just a straight cash donation. Um, they get a sign out on the course, which you saw um, and on our banner and we advertise it on our Facebook, but those guys are like awesome. Like to just, donate to sponsor and to be like that like that's so cool too and the majority of that comes right out of the valley community like the majority of the people that play in it are valley people right i mean it is one it's like so valley connected that it's awesome yeah i was gonna say there was like four they'd be like four sponsors in one hole it was just crazy to see how people would generally care you know about this event you know and then what's it's for and then i think i asked you this but i'm gonna ask you again screw it um like how has like the impact of the money that, that has been made has benefited like you know the scholarships or the funds to the school yeah so um in eight years we've raised almost we've raised basically two hundred thousand dollars um that is crazy and it's it's crazy because it literally the majority of it came right out of the valley community um for a great man and a great cause, obviously. But the first two years, like I said, we gave to the scholarship fund. So we gave $44,500 to that, um, which puts the Scott Bibbs Bibbler Memorial Scholarship Fund at $100,000 endowed. And we give away two $2,000 scholarships to graduating seniors every year. Um, and, you know, insider information, I'm on that committee with Steph and, uh, coach shira and uh we always try to get we make sure we get a valley grad in there every year it's open to all the kids in the county but we always try to take care of the valley kids says um and then after that in 2018 once those scholarships were fully funded we were trying to figure out what what's the best thing to do with this money right we we're not professional golf outing organizers we had done two but in the two that we had done we had raised almost fifty thousand dollars right in in a day if you will and so uh we sat down and we had you know we tried to ask um blaine conley you know like what are some needs of the school corporation and you know talking to kreska as well and um, bacchus at the middle school um like how can we help what what do you guys need and they said you know why don't we why don't we ask or kind of ask our teachers and get more input from our staff. And so we had a meeting at Steph's house um, with the principals of each or the counselors with each building. And then um, a teacher from all the the two elementary schools. Um, Micah was there at from Burkett and then the high school and the middle school. And, you know, we said, what, what, what do you guys need? What, what, how can we help you? Um, And what we kind of found out is that sometimes they just need money. Right, they just need cash for whatever reason. But also, teachers need 
money things they need to buy stuff supplies whatever cool new things things that will help their classroom things will that will help their kids succeed so um, we came up with this idea that we call bibs bibs billfold because bibs was always willing to pull out his billfold and you know hey this kid doesn't have lunch money boom here's a five bucks go get lunch you know or this he doesn't have enough to pay for his basketball shoes well okay here boom here it is we'll get it bought right so we kind of ran with that idea of Bibbs Billfold. So what Bibbs Billfold is, is it is a fund in each of the schools. There's $2,500 and there's a thousand at Burkett. And that is a no questions asked. That money's there. If the principal and the counselor say they need it, they need it. They reach into it, you know, um, house fire, something like that. Um, kid doesn't have a coat kid needs his back on his lunch money, just whatever. And there's no, it's whatever they need to do. That money's there. And we refill that every year. And actually talking to Kreska on Saturday, he was like, Hey, uh, just so you guys know, I'm out of money. So, and we're like, perfect. We're going to refill it. That's what we want you to do to spend it. Um, and so once those funds are refilled every year, what we, when we have leftover then are all the extra, which there's a lot, uh, we do teacher grants. And so the teacher grants is they're open to any Valley teacher. Um, and it's very simple. Like, what do you want? How much it's going to cost? Where are you going to buy it? And how, how are you going to use it? And we've given money to a bunch of teachers for a bunch of different things. Um, we gave money for, um, an FFA trip. We bought some, uh, like dry erase tables for the elementary school. Um, we've, bought PE equipment. I think we bought coach Webster, some ping pong tables, like or helped gave money towards him, um, and that type of stuff. So it's literally open to anybody. We buy a lot of books and like reading programs for the elementary school and stuff like that. But the teachers write the grants and we try every year to give money to everybody who writes a grant. Now we can't always fully fund their project, but we can give them a good start to try to help. It's better kids. than nothing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, if they want to buy like one instant, it was a, it was a reading program. And I think, you know, you could buy one set of them for 500 bucks or two sets of them for a thousand. And the teacher really wanted to have two, but you know, we didn't have that money, but we gave her 500 bucks. So at least she has a set, right? I mean, so. that's, that's crazy how, like how much, you know, impact that the money goes besides just the scholarships, you know, yeah. how do you and the community feel about that? That like, did you guys even expect to raise this much money from year one to year eight or yeah. How do you guys feel about that? From my perspective, and I'm assuming the rest of the committee will probably follow the same. But now when we started this adventure to fund the Bibbs scholarship there, we had no idea that this is what we would do and would be able to impact um, Valley in this way. And I think that kind of goes back though, to the tremendous support we get from the Valley community. I mean, we're just, we're just kind of helping along, push the support back into the schools. Um, and so, yeah, I, I'm blown away by it. I'm blown away by it every year. Um, and so in, I'm trying to think in 2000, 2018, um, which was the year that we started Bibbs Billfold, we, uh, that was the best year we had in terms of dollar amounts. Um, and then the next year we were a little shorter um, and it was kind of, uh, it wasn't upsetting or refreshing, but it was just kind of like, oh man, like we were doing so well, we thought we were going to be better. But once that happened, it was like, you know, $24,000 is still a lot of money and we're going to do $24,000 worth of good in the Tippecanoe Valley School Corporation. So that's what drives, that's what keeps us going. Like we're going to do this every year um, to make sure that Valley has what it needs to succeed and to take care of the, take care of the kids, take care of the community, that type of thing. That's awesome. Like really uh, kudos to you and the committee. It, like, you know, it's really... It's like 
um, it's such an awesome job well, what you guys have done to make this event keep going and going. So for the golf outing itself, right? Yeah. How has it evolved from year one to year eight besides just the teams growing? Yeah. So one of the other things, and this is, I'm glad you asked, because this is going to lead right into this next point. Um, is every year we've tried, we've tried to add something or we try to do something different. You know, sometimes it's literally just the the shirts, the merch, that type of stuff. Um, or we add a new a new type of game or a new type of something. Um, like last year we sold string, which was another way, like with mulligans, another way to help your score along for the golfers. Um, we've had a silent auction in the past. Um, we added the celebratory dinner is one thing which has stuck around. Um, but the other game that we play um, that is a fundraiser is called Splash for Cash, where it's five bucks, you get three balls, and you chip it in or try to chip it into a pool. You hit it in the pool, you get a prize, um, that type of thing. But that Splash for Cash generates money. Um, and what we have decided to do is keep that Splash for Cash separate. Um, and it's kind of its own charitable organization. And over the, um, I believe, since 2020, um, we've raised $10,000 through Splash for Cash that has gone to other charities not included in the Bibbs Billfold or the scholarship, that type of stuff. But um, So 2020 was a rough year, obviously, with pandemic and all that stuff. So we were putting together this, this golf outing, and we weren't quite sure – even if we were going to be able to, you know, cause COVID started spiking again in the summer and we we're just like, Oh my gosh, what's going to happen. And in the meantime, we had lost, um, four people who had played in the outing that year. Um, coach Shriver being one of them. Um, Dwayne Hackworth was another one. Um, uh, Zolman and then Nick Phillips had all passed away since they played the year before. So we thought, you know, we've got to do something to honor these men who were, you know, dedicated to us. Um, Zolman, I think, and I looking back, Zolman won three of the first four years, his team and Aaron. So it's Aaron's dad. Um, Jerry. And Jerry, yeah. And so they had won. Team Zolman was like kind of in domination. They they showed up to win, right? One of those guys. And that's how Jerry was too, is he wanted to win. So um, we decided that we would split the proceeds from Splasher Cash to the charities that their families chose. Um, and so – we did that, and uh, we gave we gave money to Shrive Scholarship. Um, Hackworth family chose the Henry County or Henry Township Fire Department. The Phillips family chose Magical Meadows, and then uh, the Zolman family said, "Give it right back to Bibbs Billfold." So that's where yeah, we started. That's awesome. that. Yeah, and so that tradition continues. Um, and so then the next year was a rough year for us as well because Jerry Nelson passed away in the middle, which would be Scott's dad. And so that was rough on all of us because he was a big supporter. He showed up every year. He golfed in it. And if he wasn't golfing in it, he was there um, for support. So we gave some money to uh, the Maruang Backpack Program in Warsaw, which is something near and dear to uh, the Nelsons. And so that was one. Um, another charity. Um, and then... The next year, Neil Smythe and Chad Bibbler, which would be Scott's brother, had passed away. And so we gave some proceeds to um, the Smythe family chose, which would be Carrie Glennie. They chose to donate to the Tibbany Valley Boys and Girls Golf Program. So, like, that's cool, different way, but it still impacted the Valley. Um, and then the, the Bibbler family chose Fellowship Missions. So that's uh, not something fun. It's not it's not an easy thing to do, but we totally enjoy it. We think it's so cool that we can give back to those guys that had played with us, right? Had come to support. So let's support something that they're, they want. Yeah. To still honor those and then make a negative to a positive. Yeah. And like you said, you guys are doing a great job and, you know, hopefully, you know, we can, you know, you guys can keep this, you know, event 
running every year every year yeah so um speaking i know i want to uh, talk about this and i know you told me off air that you want to talk about this so tyler can you please clarify with the misconception with the, the name of the event since a lot of people like to put the an yeah so um yeah the the event is called um the scott bibbler sweet sassy golf classic um and a lot of people love to call it sweet and sassy um but it comes from uh, one of Scott's go-to phrases of sweet sassy. And he would always say that, you know, if someone had a good one-liner or, you know, was just getting a little fired up about something, he would just, that was his go-to. Like, oh, sweet sassy. And so that's kind of something that we adopted and we call it that. But lots of people call it sweet and sassy. <laughs> and uh, I try to nicely correct them. <laughs> but, yeah, it's sweet sassy. Yeah, I had to redo my intro, guys, because of that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Oh, yeah. So, Tyler, which year has been your favorite? Favorite. Um, I Probably last year, and this is another thing that I should have mentioned when you ask about what, like, what we've done to change things or, you know, do something new. Is last year we did, we started doing the Best Dress Award. Um, and so, obviously, there are people that take that very serious. And last year being the inaugural event, they were very serious. And the costumes were great. But the one that won just blew me out of the water. So, Casey Zolman, um, they dressed up as the football coaches from Valley. And so, Casey was uh, was... Casey was dressed as Shrive, um, and then Shelly Day was dressed as Moyarty, and Megan, Casey's sister, was dressed as Bibbs, and then Kelly Webster was dressed up as um, as Smith. And so it was like kind of through the eras in their clothing, and they just like knocked it out of the park. And I was like, that is so cool. I did remember seeing a picture of that. That was, that was awesome. And whose idea was that to come up with the best dress? Um it was, I, to be honest with you, I don't know, it was a part of the committee because there were some others doing it before we were like giving away, like making it an actual contest or whatever. There were some people that were like putting out, like really going way beyond to like dress up for it, like have something cool on. And so we're like, hey, why don't we make this a contest and give prizes away for it? Yeah. It's crazy how, you know, you guys keep adding on, adding on to it to make it more creative, to keep it more iconic. Yeah. So how can people for next year be involved? being part of this you know outing whether you know the golf or volunteer can you go more in depth about that yeah absolutely so um obviously i mean it's a charity thing it's a charity event we'll always take your sponsorship like we that would be great i would love to see us have a hundred whole sponsors right um but yeah so you can sponsor a whole you can volunteer um we have different jobs that we have volunteers for that um basically some of them require just sitting out monitoring holes um and then there's some help with registration and that stuff but we're always looking for volunteers um volunteers get a free shirt if you sign up to do it so um and then you can play obviously get signed up i if you're going to play i would be i'd set an alarm for like fourth of july to get signed up um and then buy merch too that's another great thing i mean we try to keep our merch as reasonably priced as we can um and so you know buy a hat buy a shirt that type of thing that helps us out um and obviously the goal is to uh generate the dollars so we can give them away to charitable causes in the valley community so um that would be the biggest thing is you know sponsor buy merch and then also um come hang out i mean rosella is a beautiful course it's a beautiful place to sit on an august afternoon um in the patio in the shade there and just watch the golfers come by uh, i guarantee you you'll know you know 
if you're a valley person you'll you will know 75 percent of the people playing right and they're all you know everybody's in a good mood they're wanting to talk you know and so it's just like it's just kind of a social event so yeah if anything if you come out come hang out come say hi I should have done that in the past seven years, Tyler. Yeah. Um, Tyler, and I, I remember what I was going to say to you. So I remember last year, it's a 2022 outing. I remember it was really special because that day was uh, Bibler's birthday. And then Meredith's birthday is the same day as his. Yeah. Yeah. So that one was in uh, 2022 was Bibs's birthday. Um, and then that, when we kicked the carts off, we did a balloon launch which there's a video on our Facebook page of that too, which is so cool to see whatever, like a bunch of balloons, 125 balloons going up in the air at one time was very cool. Um, and also the, um, the initial 2016 number one sweet sassy was on August 27th, which was Bibs or Bibs birthday. And, uh, on that day we kicked the, the morning session off about eight o'clock and, uh, about 10, about 10 AM here comes a thunderstorm rolling through. And it was just like, you know, that's, you know, that's Scott saying, Hey, I'm up here just yeah. gonna throw a small little hankering in your plan here. And that was, so yeah, it was definitely Scott looking down on us. Um, and then, uh, there's been some other crazy weather events too. the one year. Um, and I think I was look, trying to look at pictures and stuff. I think it was 2020, which obviously with code and everything was weird. But I think we were in a drought. So if you look at Rosella, like the greens and the fairways are bright green, but all the rough and everything is just like dead brown. And it's like, oh, wow. Like you don't remember that. Um, one year it was like 90 some degrees and like 100% humidity. It was so hot. Um, one year it rained and I forget. I think that was 2000. Yeah. 2018. We didn't start our morning until 10 AM because it rained like four inches between eight and 10. And like that course soaked that water in so fast and was gone. And we were even, you know, we were worried that Jeff wasn't even going to let us play. Right. And he was like, no, I trust you guys. You'll be good. And we ran, um, we ran 46 teams across that course. And to this day, Jeff still says they did not cause a single bit of damage on that, which I think just speaks to speaks to the Valley people playing. Like they were there to respect the course, but, you know, took care of it. They knew, you know, not to be disrespectful and that type of thing. Like they knew it was in adverse conditions, but they wanted to still make sure that the event went off well. So, yeah, Tyler, I remember like, re- like, you know, re- uh, you know, researching into this episode the um there was an ink free news talking about that specific you know year in that yeah. circumstance and then i remember i forget i forgot who said the quote but they said you know people drive here from other states to come here there's no way we can cancel this like in an easy route right yeah yeah it is it's very um it's very tough and you know um we'll uh, just continue to ask god to watch over us to make sure that the weather stays good for us because it, it would be very very hard to tough there'd be a lot of broken hearts if we mm-hmm. had to cancel one for sure but thank god for the past couple of years it's been nice huh yeah for sure yeah oh we love it this last year was great the weather was perfect and we've had a couple years like that where it's you know like upper 70s not too hot like the humidity's good so yeah we're always always very blessed by the yeah. weather we're always praying to Mother Nature during this time of year, huh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, Tyler, is there anything else uh, um, we should, you know, talk about those being sassy? Um, anything else uh, you have in mind to talk about? Not really. Um, I think what I would say is that if you anybody has a has an organization or know something connected to the Valley community that could use some support, um, reach out. Let us know. Send us a message on Facebook. Um, if you're a teacher or a student in the Valley community, like and you need you see a need for something 
get involved. Try to get get a teacher, get an administrator to fill out a Bibbs billfold grant and see. Let's see if we can get something done. Um, and then I just want to say thanks to the Valley administration, you know, with Blaine and all the way down. Those guys are those guys totally believe in what we're doing. They're so supportive. Kreska is too. He's like a champion for us. Um, and so appreciate them and appreciate all the help that they do to community and uh, glad that they use that money for uh, for what it's there for. And uh, I think I, I kind of feel sorry, too, because there's some unfortunate events that they have to witness and deal with but i'm glad that they have a support system that can help them through it and help the valley kids through it right and then um tyler um where can they follow sweet the you know the sweet and sassy not only on facebook but don't you guys have a uh, website right yeah website is sweet sassy golf outing.com um and it will that's where you sign up that's where you can buy merch um and yeah and there there'll be results and stuff like that but you can all there'll be announcements on there too but our facebook page is the biggest thing watch it we're pretty active on there um especially when it gets like leading up to the outing every year um that's where you can find all the most up-to-date information is facebook and it's called it's sweet sassy golf classic on facebook not sweet and sassy not (laughs) sweet and sassy just sweet sassy all right just clarify that well tyler before you know we wrap up i just want to say like you know thank you to whoever you know contributes on making this event keep keep happening uh thank you to you your family the Briettes, the millers the bibblers burkharts everyone that's involved like i can speak for my, my friends because they can agree with me this day is you know so iconic it's so awesome like i said a big valley family reunion and then yeah it's just a great time yeah it is a big family reunion um and we love it um i just want to say thanks to to the committee because they're rock stars um we always joke that, oh, it's not that hard to put on a golf outing, but they all step up, take it on, you know, go beyond what they need to, to make sure that the days, you know, goes as smoothly as possible. Um, and a big shout out to Steph and Chelsea and Megan too, for, uh, for allowing us to honor Scott in this way and, you know, letting us do this. So appreciate them very much. We appreciate them too. And then do you guys plan on, you know, keep on doing this as long as possible or, you know, yeah, I we we take it one year at a time, and so we'll see how the future holds. I mean, it's it, we we thought maybe we'd see how it goes, and then we thought maybe you know it would trickle out or pewter out. But it the thing is, is that this thing just gets bigger and better every year. So it's like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll keep going. I don't know. We'll see what the, I'm not sure what the future holds. All right, for, but. one year at a time, Tyler. Yeah. So, um, Tyler, when you're not working in general or when you're not, you know, working, organizing the sweet sassy, um, outing, what do you like to do on your free time? Yeah. Um, so my, uh, my family raises pigs, uh, we raise show pigs. And so, um, we have a bunch of mommies that we have babies with and we, uh, we show and sell pigs all around the country. So that's like my other hobby. Um, and then my wife and I have a very big garden too. So those are basically what I do when I'm not doing sweet sassy stuff is pigs and gardening. Mm-hmm. And then Tyler, it seems like you're just a busy guy in general. Yeah. Yeah. Always busy. Yeah. Which the big thing is a 365 day commitment with my brother and my dad. And so, yeah, that keeps us on our toes and wild. And so. then you gotta make some, you know, a couple visits for you, you know, once, you know, every once in a while. Yeah. Every once in a while. Yeah. I'll get, try to get to a tailgate and you know, I've been, I'm really excited to watch some Purdue basketball. I was, I kind of got all into them last year. So hopefully, uh-huh. hopefully they have a good season this year too. Hopefully we don't choke in the in March madness. Like we always been in the past couple years. Yeah. That was not good. I was in Columbus that night and let ah. me tell you, I was, uh, I almost wanted to cry. Right. Like I was so close to crying. <laughs> well, I wasn't lost in words. Yeah. 
So um, before we get to the cheesy question today, I mean, man, Tyler, it's just been so good, you know, talking to you about what goes on behind the scenes about Sweet and Sassy. And I've learned so much that the Sweet and Sassy gives so much back to the community. I didn't realize how much, you know, they get back till you explained it. So Tyler, thank you so much. Yeah, no problem. Hey, thanks a lot, Cheese. I'm glad that uh, we finally connected through the Craig family, and uh, now we're buds, dude. Yeah, buddies for life. Yeah, yeah me and your family. So, sure. um, is there anything else you want to say or ask? Uh, no, I don't think so. Just thanks a lot, and I'm, I'm glad that you had me on, and thanks for doing what you're doing, dude. Mm-hmm. And then, um, with that being said, it's time for the cheesy question of the day, Tyler. Okay. So, Tyler, today's cheesy question of the day is that if you had to choose a baseball team to play for between these two teams, who would it be? The Benchwarmers or the St. Lau Crew? Oh, man. Probably the St. Lau Crew. All right. Yeah, I'd probably play with the St. Lau Crew. I mean, those guys are like rough and tough, you know, mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, and more more people involved too. <laughs> right, yeah, true. There's the three. The, the three, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, <laughs> but hey, both are iconic movies, huh? Yeah, very much so. Well, um, Tyler, thank you so much for like, you know, taking the time out of your busy day to do this. It really means a lot, Tyler. Yeah, thank you so much. So, um, with guys, thanks for listening. Please leave, leave a review and rating and share the podcast. I would greatly appreciate that. And you can follow the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Facebook. See ya.